Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Hey, hey, happy Friday, everybody. Yay. Hey, Jess, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for joining us. This is the Dental Handoff, and I am Dr. Kelly Tanner, and it is Friday. So hopefully everyone's relaxing, getting a little bit of sunshine, soaking it up. And we have a very special guest today, and I she is a person who's near and dear to my heart. I have known Mrs. Jessica Conroy, also <laughs> known as Jessie. I called her for, I mean, since I was a dental hygiene baby. I've known her for 25, 26, 27 years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So we I was like nine at the time. Would you say? I was like nine at the time. Yeah, she was nine. I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> we met each other. So we'll tell our story. But I, I'm just so grateful that she's here with us and that we have reconnected over the years. But Jessica has quite a story to share with us and her journey. So Jess, tell us about, you know, this is my favorite part. Like, tell us about where you've been. Tell us about your why and where you are now. Share. Yeah. So funny enough that my why actually stems from our earlier days when we knew each other. You met me as a dental assistant in Virginia Beach, and I really kind of fell in love with you and your uh, position as a dental hygienist. And it was something that I never kind of thought I would ever have the ability to achieve. And you kind of have always been that motive, that silent motivator for me. And so I was a dental assistant for 10 years, um, all the way down the coast, New Jersey, all the way down to Virginia. And I was a dental assistant all the way up until the day I got my hygiene number. I went from one operatory to the next, basically, is what I did. Uh, and I've worked in New Jersey, Connecticut, Texas. Um, and so my journey is been 26, 27 years in dentistry, starting as an assistant, moving to clinical hygiene. I got my bachelor's degree because I wanted to teach. I just loved, you know, your last guest was fresh out of school, right? And I loved that experience. Like I thrived on those perimeters and those basic skills because, you know, I came from so many years of clinical assisting, right? And 
just that rebirth, right? So you're checking all of your knowledge at the door and you're learning it fresh and like the theory from the book. And I don't know, it was just such a great experience for me that I wanted to go back into teaching. On a side note, I have struggled with dyslexia in my life and I always kind of thought that it was never going to be an option for me. And what I, what I found in dentistry is that looking in a mirror is the way my brain kind of worked, right? You're looking at things in a different facet. And so I stuck with dentistry and I stuck with, with teaching because I wanted everybody to understand that you are good enough. If you want it, you can do hard things. Like that's what we are meant to do. If your brain is telling you you can't do it, you're not going to do it. If your heart is telling you you can do it, you absolutely can do it. Your heart, your gut has to override a lot of what our brain is telling us at that protection mode, right? So after I taught for a while, I have moved to Texas and then now I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. What brought me to Jacksonville is always been uh, my husband. He always kind of moved us around. But when I moved to Florida, I found out that, hey, I don't, none of my licenses will transfer. There's no reciprocity here, right? So what do I do? I taught histology and embryonology at Florida State College of Jacksonville for a little bit, um, but I went into sales. I worked for Johnson & Johnson's oral care division, and I loved it. I loved being an educator. Everybody always says the like sales is about having these relationships. And for me, it was always about the relationships and elevating the science. And so it quickly caught on that I was somebody that could be very well trusted and build great relationships with. And I currently work for a clear aligner company, an orthodontic clear aligner company. I'm an implementation specialist. So all that training, coaching, education, learning, I can now do with my accounts. And I love it. I'm having the time of my life right now. So yeah, I mean, that was long winded, but that's how I got where I am now. No, that's not long winded at all. I think you did a great job summarizing it. It's what's really cool is that you took the same, you took a very similar trajectory. I started off as a dental assistant too. Do you find that it helped you to be a dental assistant with some of the nuances to go on to hygiene? Yeah, not only that, but being a dental assistant, and you know how strong of a, an assistant that I was. Like I was in charge of the ordering, and there was a lot of things that I wanted on my plate because I wanted that responsibility. And that transferred over to all the logistical things that I needed to be a hygienist. And then that translated into all the logistical things I needed to be as an, a salesperson, right? And it also helped me with those relationships because we know when you walk into a dental office, there's always a gatekeeper, right? Maybe it's the off-front office manager. Maybe it's the receptionist. Sometimes it's even the assistant. And really understanding and having the empathy and seeing through those lens, you can navigate through, through and around a lot of obstacles and a lot of barriers. And so I feel like everything that I did building up to now was in preparation for my success today. That's good. And I cannot force and focus and put so much emphasis on who we are. We are all products of our experiences and every single experience, good, bad, whatever, they all bring us to a better place. And that's what I, that's, I always reflect on that. So what would you say? Because I, I knew you back when we were babies, when I was, <laughs> again, when I was 12. Okay. Was I was, 
<laughs> Again, I was like 23, 24. I don't even remember, but I remember the doubt that was in your mind. I remember it like it was yesterday as we were working together. Remember with the doctor we were working for, she was placing implants for, you know, some of the first first patients and you were there alongside of her learning and we were both like glued to the mouth because we were like, oh, this is so cool. But I mean, you could have stayed there. You could have been an assistant and never said, which would have been fine. I mean, there are, there's a need and there's so many wonderful assistants and gosh, because I call them the glue of the office. Right. But what took you from that fear over to say, yes, like what was that decision that, that switch that flipped for you? So, you know, because of what I, how I struggled in education, just learning myself, just because of, of my disabilities, I, I never wanted to set myself up for that failure, but I knew I had such a fire burning inside of me. And it took those that were around me that didn't know those struggles and didn't see that side of me to say, Jessica, you are fantastic. Have you ever thought about broadening your education and going into hygiene, you would be such a great hygienist. And I was always like, eh, 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 I don't know. I'm not gonna be able to get through the schooling. I'm not going to, I don't want to set myself up for that. And it just got to the point where I had heard it enough times where I was like, why am I not taking this in as valuable information and propelling myself forward? Like, why can everybody else see it and not myself? And that's when it came time where I left Virginia and I moved back to New Jersey. And I said to my mom, I said, will you support me? Will you, will you, you know, let me move back in and focus on studies and, and really support me. And she was like, absolutely. Like get through a first couple of classes. Like, mind you, I had to take basic English, basic reading, basic chemistry, basic everything because I didn't have any of that when I was in high school because I was in special education classes. And so there was a lot of groundwork that I had to do, but every class that I took and I saw that success, it fueled that fire. Once again, I was just the trajectory. I was like a Sputnik. You could not stop me. I was just like full speed ahead. Like, and so fast forward all of, you know, hygiene, an associate's degree took me four years to, to accomplish, but I finished. I was, I was the Joanne Grenley and leadership award recipient. I was the golden scaler recipient. I was Dean's list every single, like, do you see what I mean? And it was, I was always targeted as a leader. And that's what really kind of made me stay that course is because I was changing those around me. And I played sports my whole entire life. And there were times that I was the captain. I was not always the best player, but I was always able to make everybody else around me better. And so like, that's how I've always lived. And, you know, everybody has their motivations or their fuel or their love language, right? I do better and I'm successful when those around me, I can help them become more successful. And so, yeah, like, you know, I could have been an assistant, right? I could have been the most fantastic assistant. I already was, but for me, I needed more. And so for, for those of you that are watching or listening, if you want, need, desire, think about what someone else is doing and go, oh, I wish I could do that. You can stop, just do it, just do it. Because you cannot stay stagnant. You cannot idle. Idling is like death. 
move forward, bring yourself to that place because you'll be better off for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. What you want is always on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking too, Jess, you know, back to your, I don't want to stay here too long, but you have so much to share with our audience, but I mean, but I'm just thinking about how, when you go to your mom and you say, Hey mom, can I, that's a whole different like question, right? You're going back, you're doing all the requirements starting over. And then you have this learning ability mm-hmm. that you have that sees things differently And then that must have been really scary for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did that feel? And then, because it sounds like you rocked it, you found your systems to work through it. And then you just went through the roof. But like, were you, was that a fear for you too? Like, am I going to do well? I have to take all like English again, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was really scary because I had so much to make up. Like I had so much that I had to cover before I could even get into the program. And when I, when I did everything and I was able to apply and I got my acceptance letter, that to me was just like the icing on the cake because it was another reassurance. Like you got this, Jess, you are made for this. Like this is your calling. We all see it. Now you need to see it. And so when I started, you know, the program, it just made sense. Like it always just made sense. Dentistry always just made sense to me. And I couldn't learn a lot of things in a lot of ways that the schools potentially wanted me to learn them. I had to find a way to, to, to teach myself how to learn. And that's what I did in dental hygiene school. I, I found, you know, that it took me a lot longer to do things, but it was so much sweeter in the end. It was so much sweeter in the end. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That that took a lot of courage for you to do that. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you know, I love my, I love, you know, the people that are around me, my family, my friends, because without them, I could have just been complacent and not to say that being just a dental assistant is just a dental assistant. Dental assistants are exactly what you said, the glue, right? But I just, in my heart and in my soul, I needed to tell my brain, girl, you got this. And, you know, I needed everybody else around me to keep telling me, keep feeding me that because once I ate it enough, I was full and I was ready to go. Yeah. The other side of, um, I think what gets us on the other side of fear is that faith to feed ourselves with the faith, Mm -hmm. or even if we don't have it to borrow it from someone else's words, because I, you know, I've, we've all had a few of those mentors in our life that I said, have you ever thought about, and I talk about that all the time with the importance of, sharing what you're seeing in terms of value and character and ability with others, because you never know how much your words mean to someone else. Cause those are words and they affect people. And mm-hmm. with what you're seeing and what you're sharing, you sh- you need to tell people that because then whether they take action on it now, 10 years from now, they're like, you know what? I remember when those people said that, like, this could be true about me. Mm-hmm. Then there's these voices in our heads. There's this, you know, Hey, I forgot to call Fred back. Um, I wonder if he's going to be mad at me. I need to send him an email later. You know, the voices, the voices that are always back and forth with us that we're always fighting. It's just like, stop, zip it. And I know that we've all had a lot of those. So you went into hygiene Mm -hmm. and then you said, okay, there's more for me again. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I finished and I was like, I need, I need to do this. Like this is, I need to, I need to help others 
understand that this is something that is can be done. We can do hard things, right? And you know, when I got into first, I was working as a clinical instructor, and then the um, woman that was the department head said, "I'd really like for you to take on uh, a new." geriatric site. Can you build this from the ground up? And I said, absolutely. And then she came back to me and she was like, I've got some brick and mortar classes that I, I want to put you up for. Can you start your master's? I'm going to start my master's. And so before I, before I knew it, I was running two offsite geriatric locations. I was teaching radiology. I was teaching dental materials. I was at that time, it was SADA. I was a SADA president. And it was because I was watching everyone else around me develop and I was watching everybody else around me find that love and that those aha moments. And that just fueled me even more. Like, and that's when I realized like I'm put on this earth to show everybody or to help anybody that will listen to me understand that if you want it, let's jump over those hurdles. Like one jump. And you are on that other side, right? And now it's just in the head, that's in your rear of your mirror now. It's behind you now. And now you can reflect on moving forward. What your past is, is going to always going to be there. It's what's going to move you forward is those desires and those needs and those wants. And when I was able to see single mothers get through, um, people that were, you know, in the same situation that I was with maybe some learning disabilities or just struggling financially, I was able to be that sounding board and say, look, this is where I come from. I know you can do it. And let's find out how we can do it. So mentoring was was part of the gig. And I loved it. I still love it. Yeah. So, you know, I tell this to so many people, if you can get through hygiene school, you can do anything. <laughs> Period, right? Like, yeah, like just just do it because you're gonna figure it out. Everything's figure outable. You're gonna make it happen, and it's not gonna make sense. You got to know the what before you got to know the how. As long as you know the what and just one foot in front of the other with the failure, you embrace the failure. I think mm-hmm. that we need to get rid of that perfectionism because I think mm-hmm. it's important to be imperfect and show each other that. And I say that so easily now, but in the beginning, I'm like when I said that, people were like. Oh man, are you serious? Like, are you for real? Are you saying that out loud and sharing that right now? And I'm like, yeah, it's a whole thing. You know, we we need to be this for each other because we all have our struggles. We, oh, yeah. you know, what you see here is not always what's going on in here, and we're dealing with our stuff, and we're bringing it into work, and then it's it's coming into our patients, to our customers. So you went from that environment, from education, Jess, to to then a position of sales. And mm-hmm. I want to give a, a plug here for Jess's course. It's coming up on Next Level Dental Hygiene on March the 17th at 7 p.m. It is called Basic Steps to Be a Sales Success. And what's so interesting is that time and time again, I try to encourage hygienists. There's such a resistance to, if they think that there are measurements or dashboards or KPIs or whatever the office is calling it, something that they're looking at numbers that all of a sudden it becomes about sales. And they're like, I am not here to sell things. And what I love the, the connection that you're making right now is that you're like, I'm a born educator. And then you went into sales. Was it a natural transition? Do you, do you see that those are one in the same? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play a game. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
I'm going to say a characteristic that a dental hygienist does that translates immediately to sales. Are you ready? Yeah. I'll start with an easy one. I already said it. Educator. Go ahead. You go. So I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Say say something that that you as a hygienist know translates over to 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 sales. Oh, um, so you said education, uh, Mm -hmm. recommending. Recommending. Okay. I'm going to say logistical. You can, you can create schedules and you can, you can work through a schedule. I see, I see what you're doing right now. You're doing transferable skills. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are, we are organized. Very good. Time management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We see problems with things and solutions. Solution, right? Sales. In sales, what you are doing is you are providing a service that's going to eliminate an account's problem. We are problem solvers, just like we are as hygienists, right? Logistics, time management, education, tech savvy, relationship builder. You see your patients more than you more than they see their general practice. You usually know their names, their mama names, uh, how they take their coffee, when their child graduated from college. Like we know all of this information. That's all part of building a relationship. And that's exactly what you do in sales. So for me, if there's one thing that I can say that is the most important part of being a hygienist, but then also being in sales is having empathy, leading with empathy. Because we all know those patients that can be a real pain in the neck, right? Don't put me back. Don't touch that. This is a crown. Do you know this is a crown? Do we need to do an exam? Can we do two bite wings instead of four? We hear this, right? And we all know that that's stemming from a, an experience, right? And we know that we have to spearhead it with empathy, understanding. You'll see in my course, the three Fs, right? We talked about that in my, in my course. But just knowing and setting themselves up for understanding what your position is, what, what problem you're there to solve. And then being able to get them on board with your product or get them on board with, yeah, you know what? We probably should just do the four instead of two bite wings. That makes sense. See what I mean? Like, so there's so many skills that transfer from dental assisting, dental hygiene over to sales. So is it a hard transition? It's a different culture. For me, the hardest was not being in patients' mouths, but I love the relationships. I love the teaching. I love the education. I love that people rely on me and call on me and Mm -hmm. ask me for my expertise. I love being a product specialist and really helping solve problems that an account has. I love being that problem solver. I I remember when I was... um stalking you at one of the first meetings we were at after we reconnected after all those the years. ADHD, ADHD yeah, and, and you were at your booth and I was just sitting there and I just look, and I was like, look at her. She was seriously, you guys, like, I don't even know what you were like. You were like the summary of all important articles about that thing that you, I mean, like if you had Jess in hygiene school, you would not have to read anything. You just listen to the Jessica podcast with like a <laughs> Jersey accent and she would tell you everything about that product, but also the, 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 the problems with that you're encountering with the patients, the consequences, if they use something else or use that. And then the solutions that that product solved, or if that wasn't an option for the patient, what else they could use. And I, I just loved listening to her. And I was like, wow, 
I could listen to you all day. And so it was, it was so amazing to see you from, you know, being our 12 year old. So I was being in our twenties to being where we are now to see how much growth you had experienced and the, the colleague in the hygiene world that you had become to be in, which I always saw in you. Yeah, she was always a leader. She's like, you better get it over. You know, this, this is back when you had like a more of a Jersey accent. So yeah. you would, you would, it was thicker then. And your hair, I think was a little bit taller, you know, because <laughs> you had Jersey. Jersey, it had to be taller, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just, just all the things in that and what you see in someone for all these years. So it's cool to see how it all translates, like you said. And then, so you go from sales, and then you're in a different position now than even when I you're in a you're with a clear liner company. So, mm-hmm. are you using still some of those skill sets? I mean, I know people call on you for your expertise. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's really it's really all the same thing. You know, training, developing, um, getting accounts to understand the product, how to use it, what's the proper workflow. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with anything. If you truly love a product, it's not sales, mm-hmm. right? It's education. It's like, hey, I really like that lipstick. And then you're like, oh my God, I love this lipstick. I got it the other day. And blah, 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 blah. I'm sold now. I want that lipstick. I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy that lipstick. Like that's how we are yeah. as human beings. And especially if, if an account has a specific need, and you can give them your information. Obviously, you're going to hit with objection. Get hit with objections. We always get hit with objections, but it's about making those objections opportunities Absolutely. and really framing it by saying, "Hmm, doctor, what I'm hearing is X, Y, and Z. Well, what I'd like to share that would help you better understand is X, Y, Z. Reframing conversations, letting people understand that you hear them and that you're not just waiting for the next moment to talk mm-hmm. and jump in." really so actively listen, right? It's so important. And when you take that moment to bring it all in and, and really kind of understand and you repeat it back to them, you'd be amazed at how many times they go, well, it's not really that, it's this. And you're like, okay, we can go there. I see you. I see you, right? But it's all about that empathy, right? And being on your account's agenda, even though you might have your own agenda, you might have your own goals and metrics, but it's all about being on their agenda and letting them understand that, hey, listen, I want to be the resource that you need me to be. Let's talk about this. Let's move into a position where I can be that person for you. And I think that that's really what anybody wants as a human being is to be heard, to be understood and to be empathized with. Yeah. And even if it's not your point of view, you can, you can disagree, but at least they feel validated by you listening. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many times where somebody will, would have said something about a product that I used to um, put support. And I'd be like, you know what? That's funny. Cause that's one of the biggest misconceptions. And they're like, oh, is that really? And I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and talk to you a little bit about this clinical study. And then they're like, oh, I didn't realize that, but never backing down and really providing information to substantiate why this is a better product or why this is my recommendation or why, you know, it's something that should be a no brainer. And, you know, dental people or most medical people are real nerds, right? So if you could bring them that side of your nerdiness, they're going to respect you and they're going to, they're sold on your confidence and your education. Yeah, I think only dental professionals can get excited about floss or some flavor of toothpaste like nobody else can Yeah, if we show true. that passion. But to your point, too, um, 
I, I think we we all make recommendations, whether it's a movie you want to see that you've seen, you're like, man, you got to see that. Or you have got to read this book or you have got to go meet this person or yeah. doing that every day. And it's no different because people are like, OK, where'd you see it? Where'd you meet him? Where'd you buy it? Let me pull up Amazon. Yeah. And it's you're doing the exact same thing. You're just making that recommendation because they trust you yeah. because they trust you're that trusted professional. So I just I'm glad that we have this conversation and they'll learn so much more in your course that's coming up on March 17th. I cannot wait for you to deliver that. And are there any final words that you want to share? Like just to wrap us up for anything that you want to tell our audience. So like my mic drop, this is my mic drop. This is your mic drop. Go. (laughs) Uh, The only thing that I want to say, is kind of like my mantra. Frustrations lead to breakthroughs and we can all break through it together. So pick the people that you feel you can flourish around. Make sure that you pick your circle of people that are going to support you and build you up Um, because that's how you gain that momentum. And you are propelling yourself forward by keeping positive people around people who believe in you and never give up. Do hard things. We're meant for that, right? Our bodies and our minds can be stretched far further than we really think. And I think it's really important if you want something, just do it. Like Nike, just do it. Literally, just do it. Call me. I will build you up. Email me, Jessica. I want to do be hype girl. Be hype girl. I'll be your wingman and your hype girl. It's like, Type it away. Put put the thought out there. And this is something that you told me, Jessica, what do you want? I want to be back in education. You scream it out into the universe. I want to be back in education. And that's exactly what I did. That was back in here in Jacksonville at the ADHA, like what, four years ago? And what happened? I went back into education. <laughs> it dodged you. It was back you. in education. If you want it, let the universe know about it. Like, honestly, that sounds so weird and kitschy and I don't know, but it really matters. If you want it, verbalize it, make it happen. Actualize it. Be intentional with what you want. Namaste. I, <laughs> you know this is my language. <laughs> yeah. I love this so much. Um, You've come, I mean, just your journey. I'm just so proud of you. And I know so many are. And thank you for all that you do for our profession. Thank you for your contributions. It's always a delight to see your beautiful face. Thank you. And um, thank you for being with us today on the Dental Handoff, Jess. This wraps up our time. And uh, there'll be more information about how to get in touch with Jessica if you wanted to provide your contact information since you offered it. I mean, yeah, I'm no, no, no. stuff out there so people can can run up on you. I want, yeah. I want to, I want to be leaned on. If anybody needs words of wisdom, anything, email me. Email me. I love mentoring. I love helping. I love helping people go through what I call a life inventory. Right? Go through that life inventory with you, and we'll figure out where your next move is. Okay. We'll look to find Jessica in the show notes. Jess, thank you. So good to be with you. Happy Friday. Everybody have a great weekend and see you next week. 